Welcome to the Not in the Job Description podcast. I'm Scott McLaughlin. And I'm Chris Kiernan. Look at all the people around you. They may seem very different, but they all have something very much in common. Work. Most people have had a history of roles that's taken them to their current job. Everybody has a story about their job and how they got there. We'll explore funny, gross, embarrassing, scary, and sometimes almost unbelievable stories that people have experienced at their jobs. So enjoy the conversations as people share things about their job that were not in the job description. On today's show, we talked to Bob, who is a public information officer. Welcome, Bob. Hey, how's it going? It's going very well. I would normally introduce my co-host, Chris, but uh, the reality is he's not feeling well, but we've been trying to make up stories. So I'm Mm -hmm. saying that he's in the middle of being extradited. So we'll just we'll just go with that this week. Serious, uh, serious <laughs> business then. That's right. That's right. It, it, do you want to be extradited or are you thinking that you you don't want him to be extradited? You know, honestly, it depends on the day. Uh, I go back and forth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I can understand that. Some people I like to extradite. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. again, thank you again for, for talking with us. I, I, I'm very curious now. Public information officer. When this was brought to my yeah. attention, um, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't even know what the job was. So please explain to myself and the listeners kind of what oh, yeah. is the public information officer? Sometimes I don't even know what the job is, to be <laughs> honest with you. Heck. So a lot of times, uh, it basically it's a communications job. So I uh, work in a governmental type agency. It's not a secret governmental agency or anything, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being vague. But I so you deal with a lot of communication. So you'll, you know, write things. In, in, in this day and age, there's a lot more media that happens than before. And so it used to be mostly um, a, a written kind of thing. So you do press releases, you do things like that, or you do stories that get in a newsletter of some sort, and what have you. But over the years, as communication has progressed, then uh, you have to do more things. And so I get into doing some audio and some video and, you know, a lot of web related uh, things nowadays. So I, I suppose, you know, into the realm of social media, but not in the same sense, whenever people say social media, you think differently uh, then really what it is is the same thing as a press release. It's just okay. now instead of, you know, going out to the press, you put it on social media. And uh, so I'm not like trying to get, you know, uh, click subscribe. Right, right. That it's not clickbait. So yeah. It's just more information, information that needs to get out to, to the public or to the constituent. But it involves, sometimes it involves doing things beyond uh you know, just regular stuff anymore. So I was going to say, uh, so is it a true statement that the title of public information officer is usually related to a government type job? Yes. Okay. Typically. Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of one that is a corporate. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, generally they don't have that. Then they call you, they yeah. give you bigger, they give you better names because it's a very old title. Really? That's interesting. I know I've been in the corporate world pretty much all my career and what I see when I looked up like the types of jobs, first of all, almost every job I saw for this title had a .gov behind it, but it literally was from right. fire departments, police departments, health mm-hmm. departments, like literally everything you can think of that happens to be government related. Yeah. There's some sort of job for this. Yeah. It, and, you know, 
it's a good job for a lazy person who doesn't want to do much. Oh, uh, I've been looking for that. Day. Yeah, so, good. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> I mean, if you, I think, it, you know, kids, you're in college, you're on a career path, you know, and you don't want to do much, you want to get a lot of holidays off, uh, you may look into this career. Man, this is looking better for me right now. Are you kidding? Forget the kids. <laughs> now, I did want to. You know, there's lots of them. I'm not telling you which area that I'm in, but yeah, there's lots of them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, especially, you know, uh, from what I read, there's a lot of social media involved. And I think younger people skew towards that naturally. But let yeah. me ask you, from, from a perspective of given that you're kind of the spin doctor for whoever you represent a little bit, uh, how much of yeah. your work is proactive versus reactive to a scenario? Oh, well, I like it all to be reactive because then I don't do anything in the interim. But uh, <laughs> sometimes you have to be proactive because, but, well, it's never really totally proactive, I suppose. Maybe this is a little inside baseball. You know, government loves to control things. What? So they love to control, <laughs> yeah, they love to control language. Oh, they love yeah. to control, you know, the message. As you heard, probably, you know, if you watch any kind of a news show or anything, they always want to control the message. Yeah. And um, and so the proactive part would be, but it's still a partially reactive because you know that there's a message that needs to be controlled. And so then the proactive part would be to try to get in front of that and, and shape the language and start using, you know, invent new words or other right. people invent new words for you and you put it out there. It, and you use that in order to steer the conversation. So, you know, global warming became climate change, just to give you a big example, but that was, that's controlling the message, right? So when it first, when you first heard about it, it was global warming, right? Right. And then it, it wasn't so warm on some days. And they're like, well, it's not so warm. This is not happening. And they're like, wait a minute, we need to change that and make a climate change because then it could be hot or it could be cold. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's more vague. So then you start using that and then everybody starts using that. But if you, if you look at kind of the source of these things, a lot of, I mean, they, they may attribute them to other people, but chances are a governmental uh, entity is the one who is spouting it enough for it to kind of catch hold. So I, I don't actually get into any of that area, to be honest with you, but that's just an example, a broad example of what uh, the kind of things that might happen is that you would, you know, want to, you know, change the, the way people perceive something that's happening. And so you would, you would kind of adopt new terminology. Sure. You know, the, it's crazy. Everybody just comes up with all these terms, you know, out of thin air sometimes. If you're involved in it, it makes more sense. But if you think back, you can think of all kinds of terms like global warming and climate change. That sure. You're like, I didn't even think of it. So right now, another big broad one is UFO is now UAP. That's right. Yeah. And that's a governmental thing, right? So you never heard UAP until the government got involved with UFOs. Yeah. And I am kind of amazed that people just don't seem to care either way now. Yeah. Like, I feel like when I was a kid, if this was brought up, it would be on every channel. It'd be like the moon landing. It would be on every channel everywhere. People just kind of shrug it off like, eh, okay. <laughs> I mean, everybody's kind of used to it at this point, maybe. So, yeah. So then that's the kind of stuff. I mean, that's not uh, the daily kind of stuff. The daily kind of stuff is really boring, but I mean, that is the kind of th area that you get into, you know. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of one that's a little more niche, but. Uh, oh, I'll tell you one right now. I, and this is something we never really heard of before. Um, this past couple of years and, and just 
for the record, we don't really get too political on this other than just observational stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, misinformation, that terminology, I oh, think, yeah. is hilarious Wait, because no. it doesn't mean that no. it's wrong information. It just means it's information we'd prefer you not to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fake news is one of those things too. It's Absolutely, like, oh, fake news, fake news, fake news. Yeah. Who ever heard of fake news? I mean, uh, I mean, little kids say that. I don't know. It's like right. Jimmy said, "No, that's fake news." And it's like, it, but then people bought into it, and there you go. But I think it's hilarious too. At least whoever's saying fake news, you know their stance, right? This they just don't believe it. But to be misinformed isn't even saying that it's fake. It's just saying we would not inform you that way, which I think is genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's just weird stuff like that. But most of it's just you know kind of moronic everyday kind of stuff you just you know turn out the turn out the uh, press releases this is happening that's happening you know yeah now you know if you ask me it seems like the top public information officer is in the nation would be like the white house press secretary Uh, i mean they're understandably political and leaning toward the person who's in power at the time um but in, in in your position have you had to respond to like really bad news or anything where you're like, God, I don't even believe this, but I got to come out and say something. <laughs> well, I, I'm uh, typically, I'm not the spokesperson necessarily. I'm more the back end person that writes things. Got so uh, there'd be somebody else who actually had to deliver that. Um, but uh, on the back end, you know, there may be a, a small huddle that says, you know, how can we make this better? Yeah. Or what, what should we, you know, we're, Oh, I'm trying, like, if there's some kind of tragedy, you know, you'd be like, you know, we're doing everything we can to help the victims of blah, blah, blah. You sure. Know. I don't want to sound jaded, but be very, you know, you know, kind of tone it down and be sympathetic and, and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, because you got to, you know, government marches on. So these things happen and you have to put on the show, but, yeah. you know, everybody's still going to go to lunch and, uh, you know, still do whatever they have to do. So Yeah, you talk about not being jaded. I don't even know it's jaded. I mean, when this is your job, there's kind of a playbook, right? I mean, you're at the point where something sure. something happens and like, okay, hit on these points. Uh, we're here to help. We're right. sorry about the victims. We're doing everything that we can. Don't overcommit. I mean, there's got to be a playbook uh, for some of these things, sure. right? Right, and then, yeah, and I mean, right now, you know, there's big things with gender and so forth. You don't want to be on one side or the other right? for the most part, you know, so you want to play it all down the middle and, you know, you don't want to rile anybody up. Basically, you're just there to keep everybody uh, moving along and paying their taxes and uh, you don't want any, <laughs> you know, you don't want any picketers or rioters or anything like that. And, yeah. Uh, and keep it all status quo, you know. Well, you know, I did have a question as well, because I, I saw all kinds of jobs for this title. But is it common in your experience to have like a whole team of public information officers that, that do different parts, but kind of drive that message? It depends on the org- like where you, who you're working for. So, um, it, you know, for a small municipality or something, there just may be a person. Um, but for if you get into larger groups of governmental things, then yeah, there could be, you know, several people working on things with a hierarchy inside there. So you'd have a face person, then you'd have 
you know, essentially riders. It's almost like a sitcom in a way. I mean, yeah, you, got, yeah. you got your star and then you got all these people behind them telling them this is probably the good thing to do. And then, <laughs> and then you've got um, these political wranglers like, you know, the governor's not going to say that and uh, uh, stuff like that. So it, it, it really is, it, it's ridiculous at times because, you know, there's, <laughs> so much scrutiny over the most mundane moronic things and you're oh like, yeah you know change change this to that and okay i don't think it matters but i'm telling you bob i i think this is ripe for a sitcom i mean you, you've got everything you need right you've got multiple well, people you're uh, punching up scripts you're worried about how someone's yeah. going to be viewed or you can't say this i i think that it's it's a long-term sitcom just waiting to happen you can you can restart it michael j fox did a show called spin city oh see that's the one and thing of michael j fox i never watched so i'm late again <laughs> Well, no, I mean, it's been a while, and, you know, it, it was it, towards the end of his um, time in the spotlight, as it were, right. because he, his illness and so forth. And, yeah, but, yeah, Spin City was, he worked for the mayor. I can't remember the, I can't remember what, I think it was the East Coast area. And he worked for the mayor, and he basically was the guy who was trying to make the mayor look good, and Barry Boslick was the mayor, and he was kind of an idiot. Oh, see, now I got to watch that. Oh, yeah. I, after Doc Hollywood, I think I started having kids, and then, you know, <laughs> th that stuff just kind of fell by the wayside for yeah. me. Yeah. So let me ask you, what kind of training does somebody with a public information officer job go through? And, and is there even recurring training? I imagine that you know, there, there are some things that you absolutely have to have. Uh, the big thing would be basically a communications degree, and so generally people are, are in some type of communications. At this point, I'm... I'm I'm not a young pup, and so, you know, uh, journalism used to be the key, but I think now you have to really be in a kind of a multimedia okay. uh, facet of things. So you do videos, and you do audio pieces, you do uh, website work, which that was never part of the game a number of years ago, sure. you know, so not even, what, 15 years ago, for that matter. And so it used to be kind of journalism people or people who were English majors who didn't want to teach, uh, things like that. So that was, but now I'd say, you know, you're, uh, the problem is, is there's so much of a lure for, you know, I just want to be a YouTube star sure. that you don't want to be a public information person, but essentially the, they have the skills that are needed in the position now to uh, not necessarily doing FaceTime, you know, putting the face out there, but, but creating things to get put out there for people. So, uh, but you don't have to be that good at it. Obviously, it's a government <laughs> job. Come on, we're not. Uh, if, if everybody in the government were all the brightest and best people, uh, you know, the government would have a different pay scale. So, yeah. What is it? You can't um, do. You teach. Well, if you can't teach, then I guess you work in the government. So <laughs> that's uh, that's where I think it's at. That sounds terrible. I can't. Uh, I can't imagine a more jaded person who wants to be like a social influencer and is stuck being a public information officer. I just can't. I mean, could you imagine you know, that? It would be great training, to be honest with you. It'd be great because you got to, you're selling something that, you know, sometimes nobody believes in. Yeah, right. Um, and you got to sell it, you know, you got to put it out there and, and uh, try to make it convincing or it doesn't have to be convincing. You just keep putting it out there until people kind of latch on to it. Sure. Well, that brings me to my next question. Anyone who's done this over any long period of time with government, 
regardless of which side they're on, at some point, they're probably being asked to craft a message or a view of something that goes against kind of what they think. Do you run into that scenario often? Oh, sure. I think um, the interesting thing that I've found over the years about kind of government work is you're kind of politically agnostic uh, yeah. in a way, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um, because everybody comes and goes. So you have a government job. You're not elected, right? You're not right uh, on a timer. You, you just, you know, one comes in, one goes out, you deal with whoever's there. And yeah, you're like the people working in the kitchen at the White House. Yeah. Well, actually, more than that, people working higher up. I mean, the 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 uh, kooky thing is to me is that there's people, unelected people who have way more power than the elected people. I would guess uh, because yeah. they've been there forever. Right. So you know they can't go against Michael J. Fox for Christ's sake. He's been there for twenty years. <laughs> you don't want to. You do that, you're never going to get a raise, or you're going to get worse duties. So, right. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the mayor or the governor or whoever is not, doesn't even know who the hell you are and they don't care about you. I mean, you know, and they can't really fire you, um, right. unless it's something terribly, you know, egregious, but you know, Michael J, he can, you know, put the screws to you in two seconds. Sure. He, he knows the system. So, and he might be your supervisor for all you, you know, in that situation. <laughs> so you always have to kind of steer in the middle and, and yeah, I mean, you, uh, I, I've always thought uh, through the years, I've always thought if you work for the government, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. You should be treated like a felon. Oh, that's funny. Because, because well, honestly, because you are in the mechanism, right? It's almost yeah. like having insider information or, you know, there's a, the government employs a lot of people. And if you think about it, they, they can hold sway over certain sure. areas depending because you could, you know, if you were the head of something in the government, you could say, do it this or you're going to get, you know, really bad uh, uh, gigs or you're going to, you know, you're going to work it, work your way out, you know? Sure. And uh, so that's why I think they really shouldn't be able to, to vote or anything because they're too close to the, to the system. That is an interesting perspective. Yeah. I, I can say that to you here now, but I wouldn't say that at work. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, depending on the municipality you're in, I, I assume there's a, probably a bunch of people who think like, ah, hey, you should be voting with us, whoever's in the majority, wherever you That's are. That's right. Well, yeah. no, they do. They bring it all to the office. And, you know, obviously you meet people in life who are a little bit more uh, zealots of some sure. topics yeah. than others. And, and you, they bring it all to the office and try to get you to go. And I'm like, eh, I'm just in the middle of the road. Yeah, the older I get, the realize I don't I don't have the, uh, the the patience or sometimes even the knowledge. Like even all the stuff, I'm all for respecting everybody and everything. But when you start talking about controlling the language and you know the the pronouns and the cisgen, I don't even know what all this shit is. I mean, I, I don't have enough time in my life. I feel like I'm full. You know, I I, I just treat everybody with respect. Well, but that, that's a good example of that group basically is trying to control the language. That's what they're doing with all yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. They're pulling, they're pulling from the government playbook, and they're saying, you don't get to call us what, we, what you want. We're going to call us what we want, and here's what it is. Yeah. And, um, so if you just look at that whole phenomenon right now uh, with all that, that is, that is straight out of the playbook because they've got people who are, you know, they're following it. Right. 
So successful, good for them on that. You know, they win that one. They have, uh, they've controlled a lot of things and, and this is just government. So lest anybody think we're talking about Democrats. Oh no, everyone does this, you know? So, yeah, everybody does it. There's not a person who does it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's all part of the game. So. The name of, of this podcast, of course, is not in the job description. So I'm very curious. You get this role. There's got to be scenarios where you talk to people where you're like, what the hell am I getting myself into? Do you, do you have any interesting stories about being approached or, or having, you know, to, to, to put together a message where you're just thinking like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> well, I do have a story. The job that I was set to do has nothing to do with this uh, story. So as part of this, like I said, I do uh, kind of feel good things sometimes. And so my objective was I was supposed to go to this open mic night at a local establishment, a bar, okay. and interview a person who was going to be performing. It's kind of a feel good thing. Uh, and so I go to the, um, I go to the bar and I'm a little early, so I'm going to shoot a little video. I'm going to, you know, interview the person uh, on and off, you know, interview them to, to write stuff, interview them on a, a video so I can record something and, and then put it all together in a little package that goes out, you know, is a good, nice, feel good piece. You know, I've got equipment. It's not, you know, super high end or anything. And I'm standing outside waiting for everything to happen because I don't, I'm just an early bird. I'm habitually early for everything. And, and open my nights aren't, aren't really necessarily good for being on time. Sure. And so I'm standing outside waiting for basically to let people in, I think, at that point, because the idea was I was going to catch them ahead of time, catch them while they were performing, and catch them after. So, and that was going to be hours, right? So I was going to be there for a while. And all these people are asking me because I'm carrying around stuff, and they're like, you know, what are you doing? You with the local <laughs> news? You with this? You with that? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just here to talk to somebody, no news, you know, it's nothing like that. And, um, and so, uh, this lady, she's asked me that question and she kind of walks away, kind of pacing. And she was, you know, a bit flamboyant, I suppose, in her appearance. I probably, if I'm out in the world, especially out in this world, which is not my usual uh, kind of thing, yeah. I probably look like a man in black or something, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of like this <laughs> right. man looking guy out here at this at this open mic thing and they're all kind of wondering what the hell's he doing here, you know, and this, this lady keeps, you know, kind of asking me a little bit. And then she comes over and she says, she goes, you know, uh, I want a contest. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just trying to be nice because uh, I'm out there and, and in case anybody were to know me, they might know who I work for and everything and I can't yeah. necessarily be rude. And they go, oh, really? So you want a contest? She's like, yeah. You want to know what it was? Sure. What kind of, I mean, I was like, if we're going to be, people are going to be singing. So yeah. maybe it's a singing contest. I thought she goes, uh, I can pick the most quarters up with my pussy. Oh my God. And I go, what? Yeah. Spin that story, Bob. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where it's, I mean, not that it, it was, a, it wasn't like, I wasn't going to a strip club or anything. It was, it was like a regular bar. I wasn't even a dive or anything. That is crazy. You know, nice, uh, wholesome bar. And, and I go, huh? She's like, yeah, I picked up eight. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
And then she then she proceeds to say, and I didn't use my hand. Oh my God. I had to squat down on the stack and then then I had to walk across the stage and I didn't drop one. Like, how does she expect you to respond to this? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying a lot of, "Mm and uh, and, I don't even, I don't even want to get a word out to where it sounds like I'm interested or not interested. (laughs) I just want to be, you know, I just want to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, to where it's like you can't tell, other than my shock, I suppose, which is probably obvious. But right. I'm like, ah. Oh. Well, you know, if, if you were there with any kind of recording equipment or anything, you, you think she was like trying to get to the uh, "I'll prove it" stage of her statement? I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. At some point, yeah, I would. I don't, I don't know for sure that she was going that direction. And at the time I didn't think about it, but yeah. in hindsight, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think she again was thinking that I still was some type, some person that was more than what I was perhaps, you know what I mean? Uh, as far as, you know, this, and this is at a time, this is not uh, recently. So this has been a number of years ago. And then thankfully she kind of walked away and the door opened and I was like, I gotta get out of here. Oh yeah. Because you know, I don't want to get, you know, I'm a married man, so I can't be, uh, I mean, my wife found out about me shooting video of, uh, women picking up things, you know, off the stage or whatever. Bob, may not go over well back home. So. Bob, I don't know your wife, but I can tell you about my wife. She would say, Oh my God, why would you even entertain that? But then she'd say, did you get it on camera? Cause if that really happened, she'd want to see it, you know, it's, it's like a car accident. You're going to look that way. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think we're looking away from that one, man. <laughs> I didn't want to go any further. No, that's I fair. I basically had some work to do and I was like, and, and I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, I mean, I guess let me put it this way. It wasn't necessarily that she was somebody that I wanted to see do that. Got it. Uh, from her looks. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. It wasn't that she was like gross or anything, but uh, she certainly wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like, uh, you know, Cindy Crawford or yeah. you just name somebody, you know, uh, somebody like that. It was, you know, you know, probably somebody who had a rough time in life and uh, probably drank too much, uh, smoked too much. I don't know. Maybe all those things, but I'm guessing a, a certain level of flexibility, though, right? I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah, I, I would have not, given her appearance, I would have not suspected that she was that flexible. Interesting. Uh, I was surprised that she could get down that low and then stand up and so forth. So uh, that was one of my, you know, your head just keeps going when oh, yeah. somebody comes and says that. To you. But she said it like, we, you know, it's almost like, you know, you know, put your hand up. Hey, buddy, guess what? Yeah. You know, it was that kind of a way she did it. You know, it was weird. It was. That I don't is know if the trying to get a rise out of me or what. Yeah, so. that's the weirdest icebreaker I have ever heard. But I got to tell you, I I don't have any special skills, so hats off to her. Good for her. Yeah, well, no, I yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel at the time that it happened that I could uh, say that. Yeah, I felt like I needed to not say anything, but uh, uh, just because who knows? I mean, uh, I didn't give her my card or anything. I said, <laughs> hey, if I ever need, yeah, hey, if it's a slow know, news week, I'm going to uh, give you a call. <laughs> as soon as we get past uh, as soon as we get into the porno stage of this uh, right. you know inhabitants of the world then we'll 
where everything's porno all the time, then I'm going to give you a call because you've got a special skill. Speaking of the ladies, I thought this was interesting. With regard to the uh, public information officer, I, I was just doing a little research on it earlier, and I'm curious whether or not what I'm about to say jives with your experience with people in this role. It says that uh, in this position, 75% of the people with this role are females. Is that what you experience as well? Um, I'd say uh, probably currently, yes. Uh, it's definitely more of a female-dominated uh, environment nowadays. I, like I said, I'm a little bit older, so whenever I was kind of, you know, coming up in all this, it was uh, a little bit more evened out. And actually, there's probably more men at the time just because, um, you know, it was all cigar-chomping, oh, yeah. uh, good buddy kind of situation back in the day where now it's a little bit more uh, different now because, you know, it's it's a communication thing, and I think more communication graduates now. Guys go to business school, and, and uh, ladies like to go to communications uh, yeah. you know, degrees. So I'm a dinosaur, man. <laughs> well, I, I was going to ask you, too, um, you know, based on your experience with this role, what uh, now I'll, I'll preface this by saying I watched a guy on YouTube and he was talking up his job as a public information officer and he worked for a um, fire department in Colorado and it, it was probably a 20 minute video and you know part of his stuff was very proactive where he was going hey the fire department's going to be out here doing you know whatever part of it was reactive where he had to run out because something had caught fire and he had to explain it and you know, news media was calling him to do things, uh, to ask questions, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, how much, and it, but he did everything. Like he was crafting messages like through he's kind of a one man show. Exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. So what percentage of this job is the face of delivering the message versus the people in the back helping to, to craft the message? For me, it's not very much, but that's also, because of being around and the, that's why a lot, I think there's more women nowadays because it's, it's, there's always, it's always more sympathetic. I mean, I don't want to sound uh, sexist or anything, oh, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah. A female face and a female voice is going to be way more sympathetic uh, out front than a male voice, especially if they look like the establishment. Right. So, right. Um, so mine is not that been, I've been much, my whole thing is, I mostly am doing what would be like writing and, and, uh, uh, you know, writing and kind of creating things rather than being on the front end of things. But I've also, uh, been in a position where, um, there's other people who are, who do that yeah. and do that better. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so I, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different world. And, but yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of kind of one, you know, one person, uh, situations with a lot of these things that they just do everything right so then they got to go and say come on down to the toy drive you know or they go on the news and say you know we're we're putting in car seats at the you know at the right. fire station um and and all that and as well as writing the newsletter and, and keeping people informed and everything and then uh you know i'm lucky enough to where i don't have to do all of it i just get to do parts of it well, that's good. And that, that brings me to my, my yeah. final questions for you. Um, what's the best part of your job? 
the best part is uh, probably that uh, I've always, and I, I tell my kids this, I'm like, you know, kids, you want to get a degree where you don't have to work too hard and you can stay in the air conditioning most of the day. Smart. And uh, yeah, I don't know if they take it to heart. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if I, well, if I ask that question, I'm going to ask, what's the worst part of the job? Um, you know, probably the worst part is just the monotony and, and how mundane it can get where you, you know, write the same thing over and over again and try to make it sound fresh and interesting. And uh, at some point, you know, um, you, you just don't care. And so like, <laughs> yeah, I imagine after a while I mean, you feel like, have I already said this before? I mean, you've got to be worried. Yeah, I've already said this. In the future, wouldn't you say this is ripe for artificial intelligence? Uh, probably, yeah. Probably going to get replaced. That's why I'm <laughs> hoping to get out while the getting good. <laughs> Well, hey, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, this is normally when I ask my co-host what he learned. Since he's not here, I'll tell you right now what I've learned uh, in, in talking with you. I think for my next career, I'm going to give this a look. You know, you, you get to work 30, 24-hour weeks. Uh, you don't have to work so hard. You, you, you get to be in air conditioning. I think I'm going to check it out. Comparatively, you've got the world beat here. you got the world by the tail. So, hey, thank you very much, Bob. Um, for joining us today. My name is Scott McLaughlin saying we'll see you at work. Thank you for listening to the Not in the Job Description podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, or if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, please let us know by sending us an email with a brief description of your story to stories at notinthejob.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more crazy stories, Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Rumble, Instagram, and YouTube.